Damn, across the Spider Verse did come out tonight. What the fuck I'm doing here on the doing the podcast, y'all? Going to the movies. Going to the movies tomorrow. What came out? Um, across the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. No shit, man. Did you see the first one? I have not. No. I haven't watched that movie in so long. No, no, I love, uh, like. I love Star Wars we'll and everything me. like that. I just haven't watched any movies in a long time. You also gonna say what? You don't like a black Spider Man? You straight up stopped me from even. I did. Anyway, yes. you did. That's I why did. I yes. Love. That's why I love you, Seth. You said no for the cancel that. Nope. Stop that before you. Gotta cancel you before you cancel me. Shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. That's why I was like, Sid. I can't even be mad. Oh shit. Uh, I gotta get caught in that one. <laughs> no, you know you knew it was coming. That's why I feel like I knew exactly the exactly exactly the question you knew that was, it was coming. Ah, my boy got skills. All right, I respect it. Welcome back to another edition of the Otaku Collective Podcast. I am your host for today, Seth. And joining me, as always, are the boys, Josh and Zoe. How have y'all's weeks been so far? It's been good. Um, This is why I'm not getting on my phone no more and doing the pod. I just want to say um, prayers go out to DC Young Fly and his whole family. Just found out that his wife has passed. Wife of this like two, I heard three about that kids. Earlier today, yeah. I just seen it and I just wanna I mean, bro, DC Young Fly's been in my life for 10, 15 years. Years. Been watching those videos for years. Keep me laughing for years. So like I just wanted to say that. I know it's a very somber way to start this off, but I literally just saw it and it my mood feels so bad for him. I'm sending all the prayers to him and his family, because that's Definitely a difficult time because I was just watching the 85 South show the other day and he said something about when you're a comedian, people don't ever think that they go through like real life issues. They just come up to him on autographs and, and of course that's what they want. It's not like it's a bad thing, but like they have bad days and bad moments and you just don't hear about it and they have to deal with it, put a cover on their face, but you can't put no cover on with that one, man. So that's kind of, that's rough, but. Yeah, I mean, bef- before I heard that news, I was doing fine. So I'll say it like that. No, shout out, shout out DC. Uh, prayers go out to his family for sure. I've, I've had a pretty dope week, honestly. Nothing too crazy. Work wasn't that hard. I've uh, been playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Just been vibing out for real, for real. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying? I got caught Money. up on uh, four different anime. Four I got caught up on... I got caught up on some shows. Um, my money feels a little better. feel like my pocket's a little fatter. Um, I've been planning little mini vacations because we got all these holidays coming up. Juneteenth, 4th of July, and then just like the end of summer of its own right. My birthday's in August, so starting to try and plan for that. Um, yeah, man, really happy stuff. Really happy week. Feel that, feel that. Uh, I got caught up on uh, a Galaxy Net Store, Blue Orchestra, Insomniacs After School, 
and uh, my love story with Yamada-kun. So those are the four that I got caught up on. And then tonight, uh, I w- was watching some Mashal, but I want to start after the podcast slash tomorrow. Because tomorrow looks like a light day at work, so I might be able to watch some anime at work. Uh, I'm going to okay. start uh, Heavenly Delusions. Hey, please do. It's getting fucking... Woo! I don't. We'll I've talk heard, about it. I've I can't heard. Even, a new episode even, comes out in two days, so a new episode comes out on Saturday. Statement. Um, I caught up on Don Machi's dub, and I just want to say, very good dub. Shout out to the English dub actors, voice actors out there. Like, I respect you going back and watching the dub as well. Oh, where I told you I was going to, because I yeah, like. I, kn- I knew you were. I, yeah. I, I just didn't know you were going to do it so soon, kind of thing. Well, it came out like it literally came out after we finished, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna follow it," and it comes out weekly, just like the regular show does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I had I hadn't watched in like four weeks, so I watched like all I caught up all today, and it's I hit the same. You know how deep that arc yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Everything still hit the same. Everything I was I was loving it. Um, caught up on well, Josh, I'm now on season six of Snowfall. I binged the hell out of it, and it wasn't supposed to happen like that. But it just got too real too quick. Yeah. Too real too quick. But this was not, but that also speaks to how good a show is. I watched five seasons in like a week, week and a half. It just and it's an hour long show, but I'm just squeezed it in there because I was like, I it just it's one of those things like I couldn't go to bed on that note. Like if the episode end every episode ends with a note, just like most shows do. But the notes they were ending on, I just couldn't go to bed on it. So I'd have to do another one. And then sometimes I'd have to just force it. I'd just be like, bro, you stop thinking about it. Go to bed. So, caught up on Snowfall. I really see why Damon Indris is looked at as a great actor because I seen him, I seen him go crazy. So they had a scene where they were on acid. Like someone mm-hmm. spiked the wedding and the, the, and they spiked the wedding's chocolate. And it was like a chocolate fountain, Seth. And they spiked oh, it with man. acid. And everybody at the wedding was effed up, like psychedelic effed up. Mm. And da- Damon Indris is the main character, the main um, person on the show. He went through such a trippy event. He was like talking to himself and all that. But the acting behind that, like him talking to himself, going through a psychedelic trip was some of the best acting I seen on this. Like, I I ain't gonna say scene period. So I'll say for this show, like I've watched the season of the show and it's been amazing. But that, it was like this show is kind of like a, a power or like a narcos. It's like a drug based show or government with the government and different things. But that scene alone had nothing to do with no drugs, no no CIA. I mean, it kind of had nothing. to do with drugs. It literally just had to do with him dealing with himself, and that was probably one of the best acting scenes. Well, I mean, it was because of drugs. Well, dang. Well, oh, yeah. Acid is yeah. a drug. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm not. I, I was saying the things he was talking to himself about. Didn't weren't drug related, but it was because of the drugs. I, I feel get you, what I you're feel saying. You, I feel you. I yes, feel you. but yeah, the conversation yeah. he had with himself, like himself, was screaming at himself. But then it calmed down. Like he was like he was like yeah 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 yeah. But then he brought it down. So like shout out to Damon Idris, really good actor. Um, I mean she, he pulled me in. I know he pulled many other people in because there was few folks who recommended this show to me. So it's been it seems like everybody been just catching up on their media they want to catch up on this week. So that's really yeah, good. I'm happy to hear that. Me and me and John finished uh winning time. The Lakers series on HBO on Monday. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, that was really good. And then uh y'all were watching Star Wars on Tuesday, right? I couldn't make it. I I ended up Yeah, we finished having uh, a lot to do. 
half of season three of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the uh, 3D series. Nice. It's been really dope to watch that back and forth. I've seen the 3D series, so yes, it is very, very good. Uh, my little brothers love Star Wars, and so one mm-hmm. summer I was staying with them, and I think we binged that entire, like the entire Clone Wars series, all seasons, the 3D and the non 3D. Uh, I forget the name of the non 3D version. Do you know what I'm? It's the micro series. Oh, okay, the micro series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watched that and the 3D Clone Wars, and I think we finished. How many episodes is it? Because I think we finished in like three or four days. Uh, the first four seasons are twenty episodes, and then the last three are like thirteen to fifteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we finished in like four days. But uh, I want to say season seven came out like two years ago. Cause, uh, oh, okay. So I haven't seen season seven. Then I haven't seen season seven. Because it got canceled and then it came back. Yeah, I haven't been able to visit my oh, so brother since 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I do remember seeing Clone Wars being talked about and everything. And folks will say yeah, it got like canceled. The final, yeah, the final season came back like two, three years ago on Disney uh, Plus. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I've seen through season six because uh, me and my brothers binged it the last time I visited them, which was like, I think 2019. And then I was supposed to visit them again in 2020. And then COVID hit, and then just been saving up PTO for work and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a very good series. Yes, definitely. You know what? That sounds like just a great. What's the word I'm looking for? Yay! I wanted to be like Steve from Blue's Clues, but it didn't really come out like that. Are you? Um, sure. It, it was supposed. To, wait, wait. I don't. I don't even know where this is going. So we're gonna keep moving on. Um. So, speaking of great shows and great things and great everything, today's episode has nothing to do with being great, or it could have everything to do with being great. It all has to do based off your emotional stability. See, today's episode, we're talking about moments that hit different. So we're trying to bring to light some moments that hit different in our lives, changed the course of our lives, probably didn't change the course of our lives. That probably was a strong statement. I'll, I'll retract that, but definitely left state. I don't know if I would retract that for myself, at least. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. See, look, Zoe be philosophical, but folks don't, you know, there we go. So maybe that's, yeah, well, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so we're talking about moments that basically <laughs> we're able to turn our emotions to to the left, to the right, and all the way around. Whether you're just chilling in your chair watching the show, just watching it, or if you was actually happy that day and turned sad, or if you was sad and got angry, or whatever the emotional switch it did, that's what we... Or on the flip side, you probably was chilling and got excited. Or you was um, sad and got happy. So we're talking about moments that really hit for us. It's kind of not like, it's not like a top five thing, but it's just moments that like, ne- we'll never forget. Like I still have moments from 10, 15 years ago who, yep. that still somehow are in my memory, even though I've forgotten friends' birthdays, friends' dates, uh, everything. But these moments were just able to stick with my life 
And like Seth said, probably changed the course of it. I probably did make some different decisions because of them. I definitely know when I get a dog how I'm going to treat it. But we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off with Josh because I actually am Why are we interested. Because I'm, I know your hit different moments could be... It, I don't know, Josh. You're, you're not like... Seth's emotional in one way. I'm emotional in another way. You're usually the cool head. So this is a way for us to get into deeper knowing of who you are as a man. Did you just say Josh doesn't, like, have emotions? I didn't say he didn't have emotions, but, like, okay, you, you're you known... <laughs> you're probably known to folks as a crier, okay? Let's just oh, say, yeah, like, no, like you're am. not a crier. No, I'm, no, 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 I am. All right, cool. Okay, and I'm known to folks as a loud, exciting hype person, like, happiness or strength and, and and energy and different things like that. So I could wrap up and say happy, but sometimes folks don't think I'm happy. They just think I'm energetic. So like For... I'm on that. That's an emotion though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like when the people think of Josh, I mean, I, I believe it's the, I mean, of course, intelligent. I'll give him that. But like, does he really ever like show an emotion base kind of thing? Maybe I, maybe, maybe in my experiences with Josh, He's always been cool, calm. Maybe you pushed him to some limits where you've seen some emotions that I've I ain't seen. I've seen him pissed seen. off plenty of times. See, I ain't never. We, I've seen him mad, yeah, no, <laughs> but I've never seen him pissed off. I mean, we would legit argue. I've seen him argue with me, other people. Josh all these was so like, pissed at me. Like, why are you not running this fucking rain? Whoo! <laughs> that that probably was the day he he decided he was wondering if the friendship was worth it. That probably was one of those I, days. I, I don't. I don't think you understand how how bad I contemplated leaving this man in the dark. Yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm telling oh. you, in in, in in real life time, it was one <laughs> second, but in your head, it was a whole five minute conversation. And I, I had to convince myself. Man. I, was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Don't leave the white boy in Atlanta in the dark and the rain. Don't leave the white boy in Atlanta." In the especially, dark especially dark. after Atlanta FC just won the championship that night as well. I was, I was just like, and people were like dancing in the street in the pouring rain. <laughs> I was like, something will happen, and it will be my fault for some shit. Even if, even if it's not your fault, you'll feel guilty when you go to bed that night and for the rest of your night. If something happened to Seth at that moment and you didn't go back, you would have felt guilty the rest of your life. I know exactly what you're talking him. about. Oh, man, uh, I know no, exactly. Uh, little, little side tangent before we get on to Josh, right? You mm. remember whenever me and you went to go see uh, the Spider-Man movie uh, in theaters together, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm specifically talking to Zoe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, me and you, Zoe, you sat in the seat in front of me, and I sat behind yeah. you, right? Yeah. There was, there was a scene uh where uh Andrew Garfield got the chance at redemption, right? Yeah. And I shed tears during that, but you never saw cuz you were sitting in front of me. I seen you cry before though. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 but 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 that was the first time me and you had went to the movies together. I was making sure that you didn't see that. Oh, you make sure I didn't see you cry? Yes. I honestly For that in moment, that moment least... I can I can remember in that moment Someone told I, I actually seen the clip online before we saw that movie, so that was the one scene. I like, didn't. So that's was, why, like for me, clear. yeah, and I no, and I was trying. You know how it is. You, I don't know even how I got it, but like that was the one clip I did see. Like I knew Andrew was gonna be. I mean, we knew they were gonna be in it, and I kind of 
expected Andrew. Toby still, I was fully shocked. I didn't expect him to throw them back to back. So I definitely had feelings of shock. But when that happened, I do remember feeling like I felt relief. Like it was a full circle moment. Like that was something that happened. Like I ain't gonna lie to you. I've been, I remember going with my ex to see that. And I, I, we're talking about hit different moments. So this actually does play into what we're saying. Cause like I was legit angry leaving that movie. And I remember telling, like I was, and she, usually sometimes she don't like when I'm angry and we get into it. Cause she's like, stop being angry. It's stupid. But she legit let me be angry. And I remember that. Cause I was just, it was kind of like on the cyberpunk anger. I, we talked about, and we'll get more into that, but it was anger in the essence of not just Spider-Man, just heroes in general. Like what kind of hero let this girl down? And I, so for me, I've been angry since that came out. I feel that. Okay. Um, with that being said, I have decided for me personally that this episode will only be I'm him moments. And the first I'm him moment in anime that I just think about randomly during the day is during the pain invasion arc. Naruto shows back up to the village after completing stage mode training on the back of Gamabuta. On well, technically, only he's on the back of uh Gamakichi, who's on top of Gamabuta. But that to me, with soccer and lame ass being the bitch that she is, crying out for help, and then boom, giant pump is exploded. And then my nigga shows up with a squad of battle toads ready to fuck shit up with fresh new drip. And I'm just like, all right, bet. This is it. This is the moment. I'm super excited for this. I remember reading the manga. I was like, I can't wait to see this shit animated. And from that moment forward, I was just like, yo, the next like seven episodes got to be lit as fuck. And then they changed the animation style because they couldn't keep up with the budget at this point. But before that, that moment, I was like, yeah, that's that nigga. And that has stuck with me to this day because I still talk about it. That's like one of my favorite scenes in the entire Zo so, left the call. But yes. Of course. Um, I actually do know the scene that you're talking about because I it, it's it's even though I haven't seen Naruto, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm what's the word that I'm looking for? Um not the word that I'm looking for isn't stupid or anything like that, right? Um oblivious. Oblivious is a good word. It's not the exact word I was thinking of, but ob- oblivious is a good word, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll go with that. Uh, I'm not oblivious to Naruto and everything in it and stuff like that. If anything, I've seen majority of the major scenes just because it was mm-hmm. like it was the show whenever I was a kid. I just didn't watch it like growing up or anything like that on TV or anything. Uh, I didn't have internet until later on and stuff like that. And by the time I got internet, I was obsessed with video games, so anime wasn't even in, in like my scope or anything like that. But the I've seen that scene. I haven't seen the fight scene specifically, mm-hmm. like the next like seven, eight, nine episodes after and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. but I have seen the scene where uh she is screaming out like Naruto and stuff like that, right? And then he uh, shows up and he uh, he's on the battle toads and he has a bunch with him and stuff like that, right? Uh, and then like I've seen multiple TikToks of that scene in particular and stuff like that, right? 
people love to make different TikToks for different music in the background of that scene. So it's not like I haven't yeah. seen that scene, and I do know what you're talking about. Welcome, yeah, Batman. Um, well, yeah. I think Josh was still going on that, but Josh. Yeah, but Naruto showing up to fight pain is is one hundred percent one of my favorite moments in the show. Uh, the following sequences again, where he immediately dispatches like four bodies when everybody else is struggling for the last like three episodes. I'm just like, yeah, that's that nigga. This is the moment where I'm like, I'm right, Naruto. You're finally better on paper than Sasuke. You it took sixteen years, but we're here. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely one of the first like I'm him moments that, that I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm okay with this. For sure. Hmm. I feel that. Who do we want to go to next? Because I figured that we would bounce yeah. back and forth with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of us do our yeah. first one, all of us do our second one, and then all of us do our third one, and then whoever has any left after that goes. Yeah, for sure. No. What so so what you got for us though? Sherry Plus. Well, it ain't the first time you're gonna hear it. It ain't the last time you're gonna hear it. Definitely it, it, it's never gonna end. My kids gonna hear it. Their kids probably gonna hear it. Um I already know. We stand dogs on the Otaku Collective podcast. We love dogs. We love puppies. We love bugles. We love dopamine. Dopamine. We love pit bulls. Dopamine. Thank you. Beagle. We, what? Beagle. What? You said that's bugle. A, that's a potato chip. That's a what? Yeah. That's a potato chip. And no, said, no. Beagle. I knew it was also a type of. Trumpet. I thought a bugle was a dog too, though. No, no. no that's no. a beagle. Beagle. Bugles are potato Be- chips and trumpets. Yeah. A specifically, uh, have you ever heard like the the trumpet at like a, any sort of um Veterans Civil Day War ceremony War. or a soldier getting buried or anything like that? Right. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's a bugle. Th- that's a bugle. And the the dog's name is a beagle. Eagle. The eagle. Oh, okay. Then okay. Okay. You actually might. You're right. You're right. Dang. I've only seen him a couple times in my life, so I guess I did just. But that's what I—that's what the dog was. That I, I was gonna let you slide, but then you said Doberman wrong too, and I was like, no, I can't do it. No, no, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we stand dogs here. You did. You're right. If I screw it twice, you're like, so we can't let it slide. Um, and I've talked about this before, and I'll talk about it in the future because I think this. This changed the course of the show. I ain't gonna say of life itself, but of the show. This was the moment that changed the course of its history. So we're talking about My Hero Academia. Shout out to the mangaka of My Hero Academia for creating such a uh, well, well-balanced show. And it was one of those well-balanced shows where it wasn't you wasn't gonna get everything you wanted in the first season, but you know, as you take your time with it, or in the first few chapters, we'll talk the manga too. But as you take your time with it, you're going to get what you want. And you may not get what you want. So we're going to bring it to season five, where we basically go into the League of Villains arc, and we learn about 
said main villain of the show, um, Shigaraki. Um, and long story short, if you know me out here at Academia, you know that the main villain of this show, of the League of Villains, can decay things with, by touching it with its bare hands. Decay it, turn it to crumble, turn it into ash, nothing. So this man was a kid, and he didn't know what his power was. He was always sick, and he was cuddling his dog after being beat by his father because he just was so wondering why life had been kicking him in such so undefined ways. He didn't understand it. Always sick, getting beat by his daddy, sister getting him in trouble. He just wanted to hold his dog. He just wanted to hold his dog. And he held the dog, and he started scratching on the dog. And then the next thing you know, there's a puddle, a puddle of blood sitting in this kid's lap. We literally got to see, not only did we see the dog decaying, we saw the puddle of blood that was in the kid's lap after decaying the dog. So I first witnessed this in the, actually in the manga first. Because I think it was around like season four where I kind of said, you know what, F this, I'm going to hop on to the, to the manga. I manga thought you saw way. it in the anime first, but I could be mistaken. No, no, I actually, no, I actually because you're, saw it. We were I watching it, it weekly the, at that time together, right? The, yeah, the, and the I, I had already started the, the manga. Like, I, I had started it. It might have been actually early season five. It might have been before season five, now that we're talking about it. Because when I saw it happen in the manga, I mean, I was sad, but I wasn't like, I wasn't like. It didn't hit as hard. I was sad. I was sad. But I wasn't, yeah, it didn't hit as hard. Then when I saw it in the anime, because in the, in the manga, you kind of just two, 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 you know, with your eyes. So even though there was, like, drawings of, like, the blood, like, I still was, like, to see the dog slowly decay in his hand in the anime, because I'm a visual person, so I guess visually moving, visually animated, that's what I'll say, because that sounds better, since pictures are in manga. Um, so to see it animated, it kind of did hit different because it, it put me in that little boy's position. It made me feel like our good friend Zach said to us the other day, empty. Because I remember asking Zach, I was like, Zach, I've never felt empty. And that's the moment that I felt empty. Because I, I didn't cry, but I just felt the, just the saddest of, of sadness I could feel from watching a show, especially an animated show. Um, and then I saw it again in the dub to like, just to make sure that this moment really did hit me like I thought, and it did it again. It made me feel empty. I just felt like, why did it have to be like that? Even though he did, just, you know, Josh has always said, what about the family after? And, and I'm not going to lie, that was sad too. That was even saddening as it was happening, but it was the first moment. It's always the first shot. It's just like when someone shoots someone. You shoot someone 10 times, of course that's going to be traumatizing, but the first shot, just hearing that first sound, is always going to be the traumatizing moment when it started. So, long story short, that was my hit different moment, but in a different way. Like, I want, I'm, I'm glad we're, I started with that because I want folks to know when we say hit different, it doesn't just mean some big fight scene and something or some big turn up. It could just be a simple, it could be a death, a death that hit different. And for me, it was the dog. It was the dog. It hit different. At the end of everything, at the end of every statement, I want everyone to say hit different. We got to program this in. We might get a sponsor later. Um, Seth, 
let's hopefully you can bring us on a brighter note because I feel like I'm 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 dampening the mood. Uh, it is a brighter note. Um, Here we so go. mine is actually it's not the first anime scene I've ever seen, right? But in the middle of the pandemic, uh, I was scrolling through TikTok, uh, just bored out of my mind and stuff like that, right? And then I saw a scene from from an anime called Black Clover, right? I saw Asta versus Seke, which ended up being from episode four, right? I was like so impressed with the scene and so like drawn in just from this one fight scene real quick real quick describe the scene just for the folks on the scene i will i will i will i will okay i'm getting to it i'm not i'm i'm not gonna go through my statement and not describe the scene okay but this one scene got me to watch black clover and earlier you said like uh doubt any scenes had changed like lives or anything like that right I think I still would have got onto anime at some point, right? But I don't think I would have fell down the rabbit hole as fast as I did, as soon as I did, if it weren't for this scene, right? And I also don't know if I would have been on this podcast with y'all if it weren't for the scene. And so now that I have all that said, right? It is also versus Seke in episode 4. I initially saw this on a TikTok. Uh... Asta has been going through the uh, tryouts for the magic squads and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And this one person, he thought it was helping him during the entire time, Seke, uh, ended up not helping him at all or anything like that, right? And Seke was, chose Asta to spar with him at the end because he thought Asta was really weak. He was talking down to Asta, and he was like, uh, don't worry, I'll make this quick for you. Uh, that way you can go back home, you peasant. Uh, like, called him, like, filthy and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And Asta was like, okay, okay, we'll see. And uh, Seke also said something along the lines of, like, uh, I'll beat you fast, and then I'll get into the magic knights by impressing them and that way i can take it easy right and then asta brought out his anti-magic sword and crushed seke within like a second and it was also the first fight scene i'd ever seen uh in an anime where it had the cube effect on the ground right where like stone got turned into cubes Wow. Oh, wow. No, I give it to me. No, and I give it to me. that stuck out to me. I was like, okay. Like, this man, Asta, broke the ground with his feet. Not with magic, not with anything else, right? Literally just from how hard he pushed off the ground, he turned the stone beneath his feet into cubes. And I was like, okay, I, I have to watch the show now. And it also gave the quote, and this is one of my favorite quotes from any anime ever, right? Uh, it says, uh, also said to Seke after he defeated him, said, I'm not joining the Magic Knight so I can have a good time and avoid working hard. I'm here to work my butt off and become the Wizard King. And that was my first, like, 
introduction to like a shonen and like wanting to be like the best and stuff like that, right? And then I watched Black Clover in a week. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh since then I've watched over a hundred anime and stuff like that, but this particular scene sent me down the rabbit hole that is anime. And I don't know. Uh, I still would have met Zoe. I already knew Josh, obviously, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure y'all would have tried to get me into anime regardless and stuff like that. But I don't know if I would be doing this podcast with y'all. If I hadn't gotten into anime as deep as it did, as fast as I did, uh, as a result. That's real. That's a fair statement. And so, yeah, th- that that's one of my – obviously, we're not doing the top five moments from anime right now and stuff like that, but that is a top five moment for me. Obviously, I could have chose, like, the Black Bull sa- uh, saving Fenrir or Austin Universe's Lich and stuff like that, right? But yeah. uh, even though this moment isn't as big as those, it's my favorite nah. from What, what you don't know is I was watching the show when that came out. So I was on episode twelve. Like I always, I like Black Clover stuck with me because I remember the exact episode I started on was episode twelve. And that scene you're talking about, I saw that scene on Twitter. Like that, like I, I, I think I've told this to y'all, and y'all make fun of me for it. But you know, it was a girl on Twitter who kind of like made me, <laughs> you know, start watching Black Clover. But I already saw the hype of it, not from the manga, but definitely from the anime as it started. Like there were people like. The girl was literally a representation of me, and I'm pretty sure everyone was like, do we really want to start this anime? Is this one of those? And that moment was one of those moments that you would see in, like, if you look Black Clover up on Twitter at that point from episode 12, that's what you would see is that moment. And, or the moment when he saved Yuno and the sword come out. Those were the two moments. So, like, when you say that's the moment that did it for you, I look back when I first started Black Clover and saw that moment, I was... It didn't hit for me because it was just like, oh, it's just a sword right. hitting down. I guess why you started Black Clover again. I'm saying what started. Okay, look, check this out. I, I'm sorry I followed the crowd on a show that I didn't think would be good. Okay, you know, I, I, as you see, I, I didn't at that point. That was one of those points where I didn't think I could just find good anime. You know what I'm saying? I thought I needed extra like opinion. I wouldn't watch something if there wasn't an opinion behind it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why to that moment in particular he's talking about, I seen it during like during that period of Black Clover starting and wondering if I'm gonna watch this or not. That was one of the moments I saw, but like I guess it didn't it's weird how like it hit for him in such a beautiful light. For me, I was just like, Oh, all he did was just swing his sword down. The moment that actually I could say like solidified me with Black Clover, probably for real, for real, was when Yami stepped to him and said, I'm choosing you for the Black Bulls. Like, that's when which I Which was episode him. five, which was... An, that uh, was the same, really yeah, after. that's why I said. So, like, it was, like, right after, but that was the episode that made me say, like, okay, this is gonna be one of those misfit groups, but this is gonna be, like, a lit-ass misfits group. Like, he's gonna push the misfits to do better. Like, the way Black Clover went is almost how I thought it would, but that's why I watched it. So, I basically say this brought this up to say like you never know what moment's gonna hit different for somebody else because that was the moment for you that hit different even though it wasn't for me or wasn't for anybody like i'm pretty sure there was other people and bro i thought so 
whenever I got into Black Clover, right, I started episode one. I looked at how mm-hmm. many episodes there were currently out, right? There was, it was 130. Like 100, yeah, 130, brother. 130 were, was out, right? I was like, okay, this this fight scene is so dope to me. It's probably going to be like midway through, right? And the fact that I saw this scene, because there's like, you'll see a fight scene in an anime, and then you'll get into the anime, and then it's like, okay, I'm waiting for this fight scene, I'm waiting for this fight scene. And then it's like maybe like 50 episodes in, 70 episodes in, if it's a longer anime or stuff like that, right? And you finally see the fight scene, and you're like, cool, awesome. Saw that fight scene, finally, I have understanding of the fight scene. Now I can continue on with the rest of the show not knowing anything, right? For that was me, fourth gear for me. Th- that was fourth yeah. episode. Fourth episode of Black Clover. And I was like, okay, this show is going to be seeing, amazing. That's like seeing um, fourth gear in like the 200s. Because I had seen some One Piece, but I remember like seeing fourth gear on my Twitter feed for the first time. Like, what the fuck is this? What is this? And then when I finally caught up, like in that essence of what you're saying, I still remember, I still got 300 episodes left. <laughs> like you, there's still more. Like you're like, okay, so I get what you mean in that essence. Um, but that's the fun part of hit different moments, bro. You never know what it's gonna hit for that first. Like I know the creator so knows this is a moment, but is this the moment that's gonna like pull someone in? They and that's just like I said, showing the hair of the mangaka and everyone who makes these shows because they definitely even the even the moments in like. I don't want to say smaller moments because that wasn't a small moment, but even the midway moments or the moments that don't show how deep of much power they got, they still hit different because you understand the severity of it. Just like, I mean, my I'm not going to count this as a hit different moment, but just seeing Tanjiro, like, okay, you haven't seen Demon Slayer, but Josh, Tanjiro cutting a rock, all he did was cut a rock. But people still right. talk about him cutting a rock. You get what I'm saying? It's like that, so... That's what I was just trying to like bring it back to, because like I'm listening to you describe, and I'm like, you know, it's funny. In 2017, if you told me someone was gonna watch Black Clover because of that, I wouldn't believe it. And here we are in 2023 talking about it. So be careful what you, not what you wish for, but don't ever say never. Never say never. That's a better saying I should say. Yes. What is your first moment, though? My what? I already. I did my first one was the dog decaying. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So we that's can go right. to that, right. Josh. Bad to Josh, my bad. I, I don't <laughs> know why, for whatever reason, like, I, like, briefly forgot that that's what you did. Because we I've talk about it so, it so much. I've heard yeah, you say it so many it's times. it's so normal. But that's the real, like, and that just speaks to a hit different mode. Like, I, y'all know I'm not lying. It's not no gimmick. It's real life. Like, that's a moment that's fucked with me since I've seen it. All so right. that's that's real. Josh. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. I'm gonna go with when we see Trunks come back to the future for the first time and he kills uh Frieza, King Cole, and all like the little random I'm faces. so glad you have a Dragon Ball Z moment. I just wanna say that. I kinda wanna say it. <laughs> nah, man, I'm sorry, bro. You ne- I've never heard you talk about a DDZ moment, and I like as a, um, I'm just so happy. Like, at least thank you for finally doing it. I'm gonna shut up. I just want to say thank you. Finally, you should have said thank you for after. even Low will appreciate now- this. I promise you, Low will appreciate this. Just go. <laughs> I mean, this shit, this shit is still average as fuck. Like forty years later, like it does not hold up well at all. 
that because Dragon Ball is also still better than me, but there are two moments in DVD specifically that I just really think are very well done, and that's when Gohan turns Super Saiyan 2 for the first time, and when Trunks is the first not, person that's not Goku who turns Super Saiyan. Because everybody's like dumbfounded. They're like, who the fuck is this dude? Uh, why is he so strong? Where did he come from? And I, I thought that was, it was very well written to be Dragon Ball. Because we we knew nothing about this character. He just shows up. He's like, yo, Goku's going to be here soon. Um, but before he gets here, Freeze is on his way. Don't worry about it. I got it. I'm like, what do you mean? You got it. That's the reason I almost blew up Namek and like half with half a body. What what are you what are you talking about? Like Goku had to struggle to get that dub. He's just gonna show up and, and handle it. Cat. They turned and then he fucked him up. And I was like, oh shit. Not cat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let all. You that new kid? But I got them hands. Uh, no, it was just a really dope moment because he, he shows up and he's like, all right, so you're free. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the big bad, the one who just wrecked everybody last season. I'm like, what, what's he finna do? Pull the sword out, fuck him up, threw up a little his little clip gang size pin <laughs> with his people. And I was like, oh, he's banging. Dang no, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Trunks has always been one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball. It's him and Gohan for sure. And uh, just I, as a kid, I thought that was a really cool like way to introduce somebody. And I don't really think it's it's been done that well since, especially in DVD. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just a nice little touch, and I figured that would be my '90s one for the day. If, to to play off what you're saying. I've watched a lot of Dragon Ball lore, a lot of Dragon Ball lore over my life. They always go back to that moment. You always see a clip, a snippet. Sometimes you see the whole scene, but there's always a clip of that moment of Trunks coming in and cutting up Frieza like it was a, a, a toupee and finishing them off and then coming down saying, hey, all right, we got, we got other shit to deal with. And you're like, what? And you couldn't deal with it? <laughs> you come asking us for help and you couldn't deal with it in the future? You mean this shit worse than what Frieza was? I'm telling you, I remember that feeling. I'm like, oh, this shit worse than Frieza. Okay, cool. Glad to know. Um, But yeah, man, that's that's cool, man. Shout out to Josh today, man. He had a Dragon Ball Z moment in this thing. It's really funny because mine is a Dragon Ball Z moment too, but I thought it was more expected. So I was like, oh shit, all right. Well, just switching to my second moment. Um, we already know it. Everyone's seen it. If you haven't, you're under a rock. Goku going Super Saiyan 3. That whole scene. And I think I love it most because I, I think when I play games, I'm just going to bring it to games. And I feel like if it happened in real life, like I'm a, I'm a decoy person. So, like, to know that all of that was just for decoy, just for distraction, off-rip was lit to me. Like, this wasn't even serious. But it was serious because he was going Super Saiyan 3 for the first time and showing it to people. And then the fact that he did it like a joke, like, hey, hey, boo, you really want to see something? Here, let me show you something. Like, doing it like a kid, um, that's such Goku. You know what I'm saying? If you know Goku, that's how he does. And... 
he went Super Saiyan 3 and you're still like, you don't know if you should be laughing or if you should be serious because it's like, that's Goku. Like, he's in a serious form, but Goku's so crazy, you don't know how to take it. And then he started beating Boo ass and all that. But the main moment for me was him going Super Saiyan 3 and screaming because that was the moment that showed me if you scream, you're powerful. I have a loud voice. A lot of people hear me from different rooms. Sometimes I come to work. That's why you toxic now. That's why, huh? That's why you toxic now. Somebody, if you scream, you powerful. Hey, bro, I was taught at an early age: if you scream, you're powerful. And that was that moment, bro. He screamed for like forty-five seconds. He barely. He took maybe two to three breaths, and he just screamed. And 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 in that point, I know how a Super Saiyan works now. I've learned about the back and how it comes from the back and all that. But at that point, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was actual science to becoming Super Saiyan. I did believe it was you putting your all in pushing and screaming and just letting it all out. So, like, that's on some life-changing core shit. That's probably why. I mean, I have a loud family. Don't get me wrong. Family from Alabama, so it was already going to be like that. But still to, like, I'm almost 30 and I'm still loud. I always thought I'd quiet down. I haven't. And from Boston. Probably... Everybody and that I know from Boston is loud. I have a mix of two loud cultures, so yeah, it was pretty much inevitable. That's but funny. still, like, it's never calmed down, and I think that DBZ, I mean, I can't think, I mean, I've seen him go Super Saiyan 2, Blue, Red, I've seen all of them, but the one that never will, and, and it's also stuck to, like, how powerful Super Saiyan 3, it's like power scaling. Super Saiyan 3 to me was the, the, the essence of, okay, this is how power scaling works. Because Super Saiyan 3 against Boo, he did good. He couldn't beat Boo, but he could tag with Boo. So it lets you know Super Saiyan 3 was powerful, but not all powerful. Do you get what I'm saying by power scaling? That's when I started learning power scaling. We seen him go Super Saiyan 3 against Beerus and get demolished. Like, Super Saiyan 3 is the first form transformation that showed me how power scaling works. Just because you went up another level doesn't mean you're all-powerful. It means you're at a next level. And, yeah, so for me, that was a hit-different moment. Um, big hit-different moment. Um, so shout-out to my man Goku, as always, for, you know, showing me how, how to be. I ain't going to say, like, I, he showed me how to be, but he definitely showed me it's okay to be a little loud. Don't mean, you, you know, you're wrong or different or anything. You're just a little loud. So there you go. Emotional ties. I feel that. My second Me? one has emotional ties as well. All right. Um, Josh, you put me onto this anime. Uh, and I'm talking about. And it wasn't good, was it? It was fantastic. What you mean? Ah, bitch! How dare you? How was that you? I talk about Shield Hero. And... Ah! Specifically, season one. I would have put him on Shield Hero too if I. We, I would have. We are not continuing until I get my apology. Hey, <laughs> hey, cause I discovered Shield Hero on my own, but I would have put him on eventually. So we, we, we both knew what was up. That lets me know me no, and you there. No. Me and you there. No, we there. We're not. Yeah, we're not. I would have told him eventually. It, it was short. I'm, I'm better day. than you and you know. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I have never uh, in my 
Caroline is recommending someone to bad anime. You've done that shit on the pod three times in a row. I wouldn't say the last one that he recommended was bad. I would just say it was average. There we go. See, we're getting better. Personally, um, I would and, say it was And bad, I had criteria. But, and it fit in the criteria. I even let y'all oh. give me criteria, and I still was able to get something. Barely. Hey. I'm swimming with my head's above water. This Continue, Seth. This is Continue. not college. These do not get degrees on the Otaku Selective Podcast. <laughs> mm. Not even you a seventy nine. He said, "Not even a seventy nine, though." It wasn't a seventy nine, though. All right, continue, sir. Nah, right. At bare minimum, that was a seventy, and I mean, like as a sixty nine point eight, that got bumped up. Hey, I'm finna, uh, and uh, and uh, so I was uh, reading. You had a sixty nine. So I just. Just nice. a real quick side note, since we brought that up, I was doing some manga reading the other day. I was reading my um, Welcome to Diva School, Irma. Tell me why there was a, a blood blockade promo at the end of the chapter, and I said, <laughs> and it was just so funny to me because like I, I'm reading this new manga, and then all of a sudden, an animated child that I, I like we said an average score that we gave an average score for. It has just good randomly from. It you know just, what I'm saying? It just, just ended up not from. being for me or Josh. Yeah, no, no, no plot line. We <laughs> talked about it. All yeah, right, yeah. but healed hero, continue because I'm actually interested. I didn't expect you to say this one. No, no, because no, you sure ain't <laughs> Okay, Josh, my bad. You got good anime. Now continue. What? I'll continue. Now. I was legitimately just gonna be silent. <laughs> I can tell. I knew it. I can tell. That's why I said. Silent. I know it. Uh. Anyways, though. Uh. There's a lot of amazing scenes in the first episode, right? Or first season, right? But specifically, I'm talking about when now for me and Ralph Talia, they're at a banquet dinner, right? And uh, the spear hero sees a slave crest on Ralph Talia. And he's, like, against slaves and stuff like that, right? And he 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 doesn't understand that Ralph Talia is okay with it, right? And then, so he challenges Nalfami to a battle, basically, right? And uh, it's to, I correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, it was to free Ralph Talia from Nalfami was his, like, goal and stuff like that, right? Right. And so basically they fight. Um, it also gave me the first character that I really fucking hated, right? Um, this 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 battle did. And basically they're fighting. Now for me is like basically toying with him and stuff like that, right? And then uh bitch, and I'm gonna call her that because that's her name, right? Also uh, interferes you, yeah. in the fight. Um now this is not the moment, this just happens to be within the moment that I'm talking about, right? Okay. This is not specifically the moment. Just so happens that there's two moments that stand out in this, right? Because that shows how good Shield Hero it is, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it hit instantly yeah. remember when you start talking. So yeah. And she hits him with like a wind attack or something like that, right? Anyways, uh, then Nalfami loses the fight, and basically is like, what? He... What? What? Or technically, I I say loses because it was technically. 
he won the fight, but then because he oh, cheated, sure. I'm aware. Because, oh, because they cheated, I'm aware. I'm aware, which is why I called her bitch, right? Yeah. We're on the same page. He did page. call her bitch. He did call her bitch, so that it means um, yeah. We're on the same page. Uh and yes, it is an insult and it is also her name. So and it's, like, it's it both. How I said it, it both. It's both. Um and basically like Nalfmi is like distraught and he's about to release the raid shield. And then Ralph Talia like slaps the spear hero is like when did I ever ask you to save me and stuff like that, right? And it's like you you know nothing about now for me, like he saved my life and stuff like that. If I wasn't here in this castle, would you have looked my way when I was like skinny and scrawny as a slave uh being sold? Would you have looked my way? And he's like hesitant to say yes, but finally does. The the that being the spirit hill, right? And she was like, if that's the case, then how come you don't own a slave? How come you don't, like, go out and buy one for yourself then and save them from that environment? And now for me is convinced that, like, now that Raftalia is quote-unquote freed, like, she'll leave him and stuff like that. But then, like, the the moment that I'm specifically talking about is, Ra- is Raftalia goes over to comfort uh, now for me. And he, like, pushes her away and stuff like that. And is like, it's always been like this ever since I got to this world. Uh, and you can see, like, the, the, the rage shield taking over, like, with the marks on his face and stuff like that. And she basically goes, like, uh, even if you don't trust anybody anymore, I will always trust you. Uh, I am your sword. Uh, I will follow you th- through fire and brimstone. And he, like, doesn't, like, he, 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 like, believes her, but then, like, doesn't believe her and stuff like that. And the, the ratio is still, like, taking over. And then she, like, hugs him uh, as she's saying it at the end. And it's, like, everything, like, subsides and stuff like that. And he just begins, like, crying and stuff like that, right? That was one of the first moments where I cried during an anime. And that, that moment in particular with uh between Nalphamy and Raftalia, like I was convinced that like uh I figured that Raftalia would like stay with him because I knew like what was like like their bond already and stuff like that from watching the show. But I was also convinced that uh he would get like excommunicated or whatever, right? And that him and Raftalia, like, they would do something like the spirit hero or the king or something like that would do something to make sure that they couldn't stay together or anything like that, right? But Raftalia didn't let that happen. She instantly became one of my favorite characters, and so did Nalfami. And uh, Bitch instantly became one of my most hated characters in any anime. Uh, even though I already hated her because she lied on my mans about a false uh, uh, rape accusation. It just made me hate her even worse. Uh, but yes, uh, specifically though, the moment between Ralph Talia and Alphamy where she hugs him and stuff like that and the rage shield goes away and he like comes back to his senses and stuff like that and just begins like crying in her arms and stuff like that. 
uh, knowing that like he can trust her now at all times and stuff like that. That mo that moment in particular convinced him that she, uh, he could trust her. Uh, even if the slave crest was gone forever and things like that, right? Uh, he, he knew that she would always have his back. And that moment in particular is, is the reason why it made it onto this moment's list. All right. Deep. That was a deep moment. I, can't, I have nothing to say that that was a raw moment. Raw motion, raw everything. Uh, Josh, what is your third moment? Uh, this is the full moment I have in this moment. There were several I really wanted to choose from. Uh, obviously, Maze Hughes' death is a really big one to me. And the caveat to that being uh, Mustang getting his revenge in, in, later on in the show, which would be the perfect counter. Right? But um, the moment I decided to go with is uh, when Ed gets eaten by gluttony. And he's trapped inside of Gluttony, just like in this abyss, because of Gluttony's a homunculus and he's tied to the door of truth and stuff. Ed decides to go through the door of truth to kind of like escape from being inside Gluttony, because it's basically like a bottomless abyss. And in the moment that he's getting pulled back into the real world after going through the gate of truth again, uh, he sees Ed, his brother's body, because obviously Ed's soul has been trapped inside the armor since they both gave up themselves. Um, Ed gave his entire body, and obviously, uh, well, Al, excuse me, Al, Al gave up his entire body, and, 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 Al get, and Edward gave up his leg, trying to bring their mother back through uh, alchemy, and that failed, and then Edward also gave up his arm to bring his brother's soul back to that order. Uh, when Edward's going through the gate of truth back into the real world, he sees Alphonse's body for the first time, like, since they were kids. And obviously, it's waiting. It's there, waiting for his soul, and or vice versa, whichever like comes through or goes back through the gate. And he looks at it, and he's like, "I didn't forget my promise. I'm coming back for you eventually." And and because at that point in the show, obviously, we knew what they were looking for, like the philosopher's stone or something equivalent to get uh, Alphonse's body back. But so much shit had happened that it kind of get pushed to the background and in that moment we're reminded not only of the dedication Ed has for getting Al's body back you know becoming a state alchemist at like 13 um, learning alchemy like a year and a half all this stuff but it's even though murderous like unkillable machines are on their necks every other five minutes and he has plenty of other problems to worry about, including trying to save the entire planet. He's like, look, that's my little brother's body, and I'm going to need that back. And, and I feel like that's a scene people don't really pay attention to in the show. But for me, that just reaffirms um, Edward as one of my favorite characters of all time. Because he's just like, the mission was never forgotten. He's got like 50 other promises to keep, but that's the one that he obviously cares about the most. And I felt like that was really cool. Yeah, honestly, just listening to you talk about that, that moment, like like I said, I, I do have choppy memory with Full Metal because I did the tsunami stint with it, but I still remember my favorite thing about Full Metal was that, what you just said, he stuck on his main mission. He made a lot of promises to some people. He's like, I got you. You help me, I got you. You know what I'm saying? He was like that a lot. But 
the end of the day, he was like, I know I said that, but my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did that instantaneously, and I really did always admire that. That was, like, deep for me. So, good moment, man. You brought back something I forgot. For real. Like, Slick did forget, but you also brought back the feel, like, why I did fuck with Ed so much and be like, you know what? This is that guy. Like, he do everything and still was able to keep his brother safe. Even when he would go out on his own, even when they get separated, he knew he still would get back to his brother and make sure that he's straight. Nah. That's cool. Well, I'm going to mine because we've already talked about Black Clover a good bit today, but it's still like for each person has their moments and they hit different. So for me, obviously, episode 100, you know, and Oscar versus Lit, the leader of the Eye of the Midnight Sun. Um, it was just a culmination of the whole show of Black Clover at that point. Like, why Austin was training so hard, why Yuno was pushing Austin, why did their rivalry matter, why being their brothers matter, why everything, the Wizard King, it showed why it was like, you know, we know some things now about how the world is and who's really in charge and whatnot, but it, that moment showed who really the real anomaly was. Because we, you could say the people at the top are the anomaly because they are in charge and they control what happened, but there's always someone who doesn't have that amount of power but still can rise to the top and, you know, shake the world up. And that, that moment alone shook everyone up because these two young boys came and brought the worst team in the league to the NBA Finals. We, went, we still had to do the Finals, but we was in the Finals. We was fighting the actual leader, the one we've been trying to find, no BS, Straight elf power, all of it. We knew what was up. We knew how serious it was. Asta reached some new heights, could fly. You know, could have been flying, but he decided to, like, focus on other stuff. And they were flying, and just the visual effects was like, everyone says Demon Slayer has these visual effects that are out the chain. Before Demon Slayer, it was Black Clover. Because that was one of the moments I, I remember going out. That was that moment I went outside and had to breathe. I said, I just got to breathe. I don't know what I just witnessed. I rewind that moment so many times after watching it the first time. I was just like, is they really doing this? Are they really bringing them to these heights? Um, loved every moment of it. Never will forget it. Um, and another moment that actually kind of just... I'm still trying to debate the emotion it made me feel, but um, I think talking with Seth, maybe he'll he'll help me out. Um, you know, Seth, recently they're dealing with another problem in the manga. I don't want to really get too de- deep into it, but the leader of the praying Memphises, um, he just had a moment in the manga. You know, he, he took yep. a big L. He took a big L. He's kind of, you know, seeing the brink of death. But before he saw the brink of death, he 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 had a culmination of everything. Like re- reading him going through his flashback, reading his flashback and understanding like every cut he ever did was to take out Yami. It was to take out Yami at the end of the day. He really wanted to beat Yami. He wanted to, like he if he died, he died. That's his fault. But he wanted to beat Yami. 
And it was it was such a dedicated motivation that I was just in a gaze that when we got to the next panel and he actually unleashed everything he always wanted to do, he unleashed a dimensional hit. Pretty much like, uh, I, I don't want to say dimensional because, you know, it's still hard to tell, but it basically was like, you know, Yami's Dimension Slash. It's like when he came in and took out Veto, but this was on a grander scale because it was one, unexpected, two, it was not the main, you know, Yami's a main character. We keep it real. Um, leader of the Prime Memphis is on, I can't think of his name off the top of the head, but he, you know, side character was able to split open the sky. And the fact that he split open the sky and did that, um, and the ground, I, like, I mean, I just remember, I just, I was on my balcony and I screamed. I said, let's like, I had one of the moments, like, you know, it's my house. So I can scream, but like, you know, fuck you screaming for, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. But I ain't give a fuck. I just remember reading that. Cause like, you know, I've got, that's like when I started my routine of reading manga, you know, getting up, reading on the balcony, something, you know what I'm saying? If new chapters come out, read that or read something else, just little things. I do, you know, that was the start of it. And I just remember just screaming it, just being like, let's go. I screamed, let's go. That's all I screamed, but still to have done that, I was like, okay, that was a hit different moment. Because it did that to me as a manga. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't talk about manga hit different moments. So I wanted to bring that one in. I've specifically um, stayed away from manga hit different moments. You know, because there's, there's spoilers. Yeah. Cause well, no, also no, 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 no. Because, because uh, we talked about it the last meeting that we had. But that, that can be a whole another whole another episode as well. Yeah, of course. No, of course. I, I mean, of course I could probably have more moments. But like that one, I mean, when I think of Black Clover, that that's a hit different show for me. And every in every in every moment is different in its own way. Like I'm I'm happy about the lit them fighting lit different from why I'm happy about the lead of the Prime Memphis, but still the same show. So yeah, a lot of hit different moments in Black Clover. So like when I hear lot, like yes. the more the more I hear people say Black Clover's in their top five, it makes me happy. Yeah, the more I hear it, and I hear more and more people every day. So. Hey, man, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. So if it took a girl for me to get started on it, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad she did that. And we take it from there. Should I go into my third one? Yeah, you can. Okay. Josh, I know you've seen Darling in the French, right? Yes, I have. Zoe, I don't think you've seen this. No. Okay, but... um... Josh, you'll be familiar with the scene that I'm going to describe, right? Uh, there is a scene where Zero Two is uh, going on a rampage and killing Klatsasaurs, right? And right. basically eating at Hero's uh, life energy and stuff like that, right? Life force? Um, I think this was around like maybe episode like 14, 15, 16, around there, right? I th- Might have been episode 16. Anyways, around there, right? Uh, and she was doing this because she was convinced that Hero wasn't her quote-unquote, like, darling that she has been looking for now and stuff like that, right? Um, maybe, uh, it was due to different reasons. It's been a while since I've seen Jonathan Francis. It's been <sighs> damn near two years since I've seen it. Um, and there was a scene where, like, 
she went to go give him like a kiss or whatever in like the bathroom or whatever, right? And he like flinched whenever she saw uh he saw uh her like fingernails and her teeth and stuff like that, right? Right. And that's whenever she was like convinced that like, oh, this isn't my darling or anything like that, right? And but in that moment where she was going like berserk and stuff like that, I was eating out his life force, their minds linked. And then we go into a flashback, and it's uh them as children, particularly her at first, right? And we see her in like a laboratory getting tested on and stuff like that. And then uh we see Hero eventually like sees her and stuff like that. And long story short, um he helped her escape uh the lab. Uh but there was also a picture book. And uh, she brought that picture book with them, and she loved that picture book. Uh, it was something along the lines of uh, The Beast and the Prince, basically like a play on uh, Beauty and the Beast, but like the role right. reversal where like the girl was the beast like she was, right? And there was a prince. Uh, and, well, she loved that book a lot and brought it with them. Uh, while they were escaping, they were out in the middle of the woods in the snow and stuff like that. Uh, he read her the book to comfort her uh, when she got scared and also gave her a piece of candy. Uh, that piece of candy ended up becoming like a huge like meme and like a like a fan favorite scene and stuff like that. Uh, fan favorite moment from the show. But that's not specifically what I'm talking about here. It's um, It was also the first sweet thing that she had ever had. Uh, and it was a very precious moment. Uh, but in the book, uh, the Beast calls the prince... Uh, her darling or it might have been the other way around i forget uh but in hero uh when comforting her and stuff like that right after reading reading the book uh promises promises her that one day when they get older and they get away uh that he will become her darling and you see like a da from his like mouth or whatever right and then you see like a reaction on her face is like child hers like doesn't really know like english or anything like that right because she's still like uh an alien beast uh and stuff like that right uh in the eyes of like the the people that run this lab and stuff like that right and uh hence the reason why she loves using the word darling so much uh throughout the show and stuff like that well uh, immediately after that moment happens, they weren't even allowed to enjoy that moment because uh, they get caught because, you know, like what 10 year olds wouldn't get caught when trying to escape basically Area 51 for their world? Uh, a government facility that's testing on a beast alien girl kind of thing uh, in Zero Two and a hero gets knocked out and they both get taken back. And that's when Hero comes out of his, like, flashback uh, and asks her if uh, she was the little girl with a picture book. Uh, Zero Two is basically, like, dumbfounded and stuff like that and uh, begins to question, like, everything that she was doing up to that point. Uh, now that she knows that all this time, like, he has been with her by her side since they met up at the beginning of the show. Uh, and it, like, breaks her, like, mentally knowing that she almost killed her darling in a fit of rage. 
Uh, also a note, uh, when they were brought back, both of them had their memories erased. Uh, his more so than hers. Uh, she sort of like fought it because she had not not had any like precious memories, important memories up to that point and stuff like that, right? And so she was like fighting her hardest to try to remember the uh remember the picture book him reading it to her darling and everything like that right uh to a point where uh you see like a child her bawling her eyes out crying and like tearing off pages of the picture book and eating the pages because she's like i need to remember this no matter what and even though she can't like verbally say that you get that just from her body language and the extreme measures that she's going to to try to remember this. And that moment, com those two moments combined, of you see a child her bawling her eyes out, eating the picture book, combined with a present day emotionless Zero Two, knowing that she almost killed her darling that had been with her the whole time. That was the first like uh, scene in anime that like, had me legitimately bawling my eyes out and like uh crying actually like pretty hard and stuff like that and yeah it's that was a moment that hit different than the first two in a different way right and then the show progresses and stuff like that but it was those two moments combined of her eating the picture book and her being present day emotionless and like distraught and not like having so much regret in the moment that she doesn't know what to do. That's my third moment. Nothing wrong with that. I always thought their relationship was really toxic. I never really cared for Darla. But I feel it. Uh it 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 definitely was for majority of the show. After that moment, I would say, like, after, like, episode, like, 18 through 24 were, like, their, like, best moments or whatever, right? Um, they definitely had a lot of very good moments, very touching moments and stuff like that. Uh, bro, this whole show has so many moments that I love in it. Uh, from the wedding, Josh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you... You do remember the wedding, right? The 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 wedding scene. I was waiting on you to continue. Okay. 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 Well, I was I was waiting for like a yeah yeah I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, wedding scene. Uh, them meeting by the lake for the first time in episode one. Um, them. Uh, after everything reconciled, them walking under the cherry blossoms and stuff like that and them falling on her and everything like that uh then the final uh not the final final battle scene uh but one of the final battle scenes I won't go into detail cuz that's another like 5 minute thing that I would have to go into but there's just so many scenes that I'd love from the show even the final final scene uh you know the one that I talk that I'm talking about Josh that a lot of people hate but I love I love the ending of Darling Friends. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Um, it's not the ending that had, I don't think anybody wanted, but I was okay with the ending. Maybe maybe I was okay with the ending because I was so new to anime, but at the same time, I've never had another ending like that so far, where it wasn't the ending that anybody I, wanted. I feel like it was unnecessary, like for that for that specific ending. Uh, because this is the beef I have with the Attack on Titan one too. Because it basically means none of that shit matters. It did because the people that were the problem won't ever be a problem ever again. Yeah, but there's also I don't know. There, there was no reason. I don't. I don't care about the show enough to like do all that. But I don't feel like there was a reason for them to to do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few people that you'll probably meet that has a show at a 10. So. That's wild. I love the show. Like, I absolutely love the show. I've been wanting to do a rewatch, but I haven't done one because I've been watching seasonal anime and trying to stay up on stuff. As well as watch uh, newer shows that I couldn't get to in past seasons that I want to get to and things like that. What you got to do is, what I've started to do, because like I said, seasonals are new for me. You got to have picked like one show from each season that you're like, next season, I'm going to watch that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird to say it like that, but like... If I didn't have a podcast with y'all, I would. Okay. But I try to watch as many anime as possible from each season, because I want to try to relate to as many listeners as possible. What you gotta do is start just setting days for specific stuff. Oh, I do. Holding I, if I'm caught up, I'm really good at catching it. Like, staying caught up, right? Particularly, like, yesterday was a fairly easy day at work. Today was as well, right? Like, I think yesterday I watched, like, four episodes of Anime at Work, which is pretty good now. I think, I think, I wanna, I did wanna say, I, I do think, like, I think using work as an anime source is kind of like taboo like you should be like that shouldn't be time like i don't time like of course i watch anime at work too but i don't I time seven it. episodes today at work if so. it happens if it happens it happens like if it happens it happens cool. yeah and stuff like that like the, when the reason why I'm using work right now is because I'm trying to get caught up on anime and stuff like that yeah and, and I, I mean i get that and that's why i said like when he says schedule that means Work should be like unscheduled, but when it happens, you're like, okay, I can clear I this part of schedule. Seventy percent of my One Piece episodes at work. Yeah, see, good, but see, all right, me and I, so we got a new director at work, and yeah. I think she's like me in the essence of like basketball and whatnot. She wants to watch basketball on the bigger screen. Yeah, I do. You know too. what I'm saying? So, like, when it comes to, but see, for me, it's anime. Like, I could watch basketball on my phone. It wouldn't really bother me that much. But watching anime, like, on my phone, I'd rather watch it on a bigger screen. So I have she to She also watches anime time. on her computer, though. Yeah, but she's okay. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, she's okay, but how do I describe this? It's like, it's the, it's the screen size is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, she watches that on her computer, but that's like not watching on the phone. Like, I know some people who don't want to watch, like, on a like me wouldn't like to watch anime on their phone. They'd rather watch on a bigger screen. Of course you get like, in situations where you don't have no choice. Of the anime that I watch is on my phone. If I didn't watch see, on my phone, I wouldn't like get anywhere with any anime. And see, I'm opposite like that because I don't watch any anime on my phone. 
I barely watch it on computer screen. I just like playing video games too much whenever I get home. <laughs> if I'm being I honest mean, with you. And that's why, like, but that's me too, though. But, like, that's when I had to start. Like, I have people that That's the reason why, like, I'll take, like, four or five different seasonals from each season, right? And I'll set it aside for me and Tyler or me and Zach and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so you do it like that. Like, it's kind of like what I said with the next season. You set it aside and, like, okay, you were getting to you, but you're going to go on to I the side. I also love really. watching anime in bed, though, right? Like, I love laying okay. in bed and watching on my phone or l- watching on my laptop in my bed. Okay, I I had my error with that too. I'm not even gonna lie. I loved watching it in bed on the on the laptop. That was such an error. That was like two, three years I did that, and I enjoyed that. I I I, I do that. have it set up now to where I can watch it on my TV from my bed and stuff like that. But at that point, the the screen is further away, and if I can have my laptop on my bed, I I would just rather that because it's closer, so it feels bigger. Fair, fair. No, that's fair. Um. Yeah, no, I just, that's when he said schedule, I just, I felt like that played into it. Cause like, I really try not to schedule it for work. There's times work comes in. I'm like, oh, I can knock this out. And I'm, and actually even more lately, I've been doing that, but I really, that's just like luck. And that's why I'm like, you know, I'm told y'all I was able to do snowfall so fast because like, I'm able to utilize work and like there's days of work. I didn't plan on, you know, going to be chilling at the desk with I'm chilling at the desk. So it just happened. So like, but all my schedule would be outside of it because I feel like you never know what can happen with work. You know, we work in like a field where anything can happen. So like, I always try to think that like anything can happen. This could be a day I'm doing something all day. Of course you plan ahead and you already know, but I don't know. I guess that's maybe me being a paranoid person. And I can admit that because like, I just know like at a flip of a coin, something could change in my whole I hate starting something and not finishing it. So if I'm in the middle of like a One Piece episode and and everything's going to shit, people got to wait 10 minutes and then I'll be in there. Like, see, that's how I win. <laughs> see, <laughs> see. That's how it be. I, I'm, I'm a little different in that sense, right? To where like, if breaking news is happening or whatever, right? And I'm at work and I'm watching something on my phone or whatever, right? I'm gone. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm watching. It doesn't matter if I'm in the middle of an emotional scene or a very big fight scene or anything like that. I'll, I I will rewind to the beginning of an episode after I'm done with breaking news or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And just rewatch the episode from the beginning. Okay. At that point, like I don't mind doing that if it means I get through four episodes and then on my fifth episode I get called out to breaking news. All right, that's, I'll, that's I, I'll just rewatch the fifth episode after. Personally. No, no, no. One hundred. I um, mean, that's just some interesting. You know. Interesting way, like just playing off each other, trying to find ways to watch anime better. That's another way to like help viewers too. Is like, how the hell can you watch all this shit? I know some people wonder how we watch nineteen anime, eleven anime, and all that. And I, like Josh said, and Josh said it in one word. That's why I say, you know, I, I give him his shit, but he has his praise. It's scheduling. It's really scheduling. Yeah, no. Because by, by the time we get to our seasonal finale, we always catch up. Have you noticed that? We know, like you might have dropped maybe one or two. Or something like that. I've yeah, dropped shows because like they weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've dropped shows because they weren't good. You know what I'm saying? That's helped out. Like, I'm not going to waste my time trying to add you in and you're not a good show. Like, I never finished the dog show. You know what I'm saying? And I'm perfectly okay you with that. You never finished the, the, the other never soccer anime. It. That, uh, never. 
that that, oh, that, that me that I was telling you to avoid the entire time. I was time. just trying to be so different. I just want. I looking back at it, you I were, hate that I you were that. you were being I so hard headed be for no reason. I was like sports anime, man. I'll do this. I'm gonna find something. I said, no, nah, let me leave it alone. I don't understand this let me world. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I know it really like. I just don't understand. Well, I understand sports anime, but understanding good sports anime is a different thing. That's like something you got to study and see. That's why I, I read said the like synopsis that. and I was like. This doesn't sound like it's going to be good. Oh my god! And then it it got. Oh my god! It got. So it was bad. from yeah. what you said. It was so bad. Um, Bruh. Yeah. Anyways, so that's th- you know that's something to help viewers too. I know. I, I feel Absolutely. like we were finishing up. So Does I anybody have any honorable mentions? One Piece, because I always bring up One Piece. I want to say it's like, it is. Yeah, it's, it's like no, just simple Snake Man, Snake Man. That was some real. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Snake Man. Every time Snake Man come out, you know it's real. Like he's never smiling in Snake Man. I mean, so Snake Man. One Piece is literally just so many. Like, like, literally just in One Piece, like the first what the. But if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one, what would you pick? Like mine's, I had to solidify. I said Snake Man. Whenever someone asked me it, I've decided to pick Snake Man because. When do you see him go Snake Man and not go serious? Like it's it's Luffy I'm, being I'm, like Super Saiyan three, like this is me not playing. I'm sorry, I'm not so funny no more. But he bounces around. He don't bounce around in Snake Man. Snake Man's more for direct. Me, for me, for me, I'll I'll always choose like a moment from the beginning of a show. Almost all like like the moment that got me hooked to a show, over okay. a big fight moment. Okay. And so for One Piece, for example, right, it's two. It's the where he saves Zoro from being executed or whatever, right? And the bullets fly off of him. Which wow, wasn't a very you're so big moment, easily pleased. You're so easily pleased. It's such oh a God. small moment in the grand scheme you're of things, so right? Easily pleased. But it's the it doesn't work. I know it, it does. It's the moment that got everything started, and then yeah. obviously, uh, the I think it was right around episode fifty, where nami stabs herself in the arm multiple times and then all four of them like walk up and stuff like that and luffy is like of course i'll help you and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. all four of them walk up to the uh encampment and stuff like that with the, uh, with a theme playing in the background i wanna live it, yep it is time stuff oh uh, yeah yeah that was one of the few scenes in One Piece that I had seen before I started One Piece. And so for me, it didn't hit quite – it still hit very hard, but it didn't hit quite as hard as probably what it should have because I knew it was coming. Yeah. That's understandable. You I think something – no Something I – when I watched yeah. something I didn't know. It was one of the scenes I, that I saw before I started watching anime. Again, you start watching anime clips with no context. Shit, what happened? What you watching anime clips? And you don't watch. I wasn't. Anime clips? I wasn't watching anime clips. I was on like a Facebook videos or whatever. Okay, that's I. I see what you're trying to say. But you know the, exactly why you watching anime you're videos? Like watching videos? Why are you watching anime videos when you don't watch anime? He's saying exactly. No, no, but. It, I wasn't specifically looking for an anime video. I'll or say this. Like that. All right, let me give you an example. Yeah. Yeah. The same way that I've seen every single hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know what you're talking about. Because I be scrolling on Facebook sometimes, and I, and I go from watching anime shit to now watching three episodes of Law and Order back in the day. 
You don't have to watch that. I was intrigued. Okay. There it is. He admitted it. I was um, intrigued. I never looked at the comments to see what show it was or anything like that. But I was I, like, oh, that was cool. That was I, I wanted that to was say an emotional moment. Yeah, so going on emotion, you is making a good point. So I knew a little bit about I Wanna Live. But I didn't know Usopp shot out the flag. So to know like a normal guy, like the normalest guy on the crew did probably the biggest moment, like declared war. It was kind of one of those things that I said, dang, bro, like, there's no excuse. Like, you can be somebody. Like, it was one of those inspiring moments. It was no excuse to not, like, where we can't reach for the stars because you, the weakest guy, well, I ain't even going to call him that, but the most normal guy on the crew literally shot declare war against the world, actual war. And I still look back at that moment and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You can't, anything's possible. One Piece has a lot of anything possible bro, moments. Bro, that one was one of those. There's like Sanji smoking a cigarette after getting hit by lightning. There's what did uh, that make you feel like? If, if that, that's one, because like I, I I see a lot of people like the whole that the whole. Well, what does like, it make you feel like? What like emotion you, does that? You hit? screaming, "Let's fucking go!" on your balcony. <laughs> Whatever emotion that is, that's what it is. That's for real. Um. Luffy getting hit with lightning and not doing anything because it's rubber. Like, all of, like... I wish I was actually watching One Piece week by week when that aired. Like, just imagine watching that coming up. And, and everybody like, being hyped, even though it's, like, the weakest arc in One Piece. <laughs> yeah, imagine being hyped. Like, you're like, okay, they're about to clash. And I, you realize, wait. I, I say Luffy that jokingly because a lot of people, like, consider it the weakest arc in One Piece. Yeah, like, it's Skype. I skipped I skipped Skype and missed nothing. But you like that, but right? they they be realizing they they forget older like sees that. So y'all y'all act like he won't make Skype the most important arc in one piece. You're like, if he Oda wants won't to. go back eight hundred episodes later and be like, Oh yeah, it'd be like oh. that you thought was irrelevant, those like five, oh. six, ten different things that you thought was irrelevant, Skypea, they're all relevant now, bitch. All of go it's watch relevant it. now, bitch. Go watch exactly <laughs> like Oh man, that was something like when I wasn't watching One Piece, I do remember seeing people say well, skip Skype. And I, and and you just look at it and you're like, okay, I guess I'm gonna skip Skype. I really did plan on skipping it when I started. I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. But I was with the hype. But it's funny because like when you start to get older, you realize how this shit works. They're like, oh, so that's what y'all say? Y'all don't want? Throw that in there. They be wanting to piss people off. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're a creator or something, you want to, like, you want to create viewers and bring people in and all that, but the people who, you like, you don't care for, you're like, how can I piss them off? Oh, they didn't like Skypea? Everything's Skypea. <laughs> Everything's relevant? Thing that's fun. Everything's relevant. You have to watch the first episode, the 25th episode, and the last, you know what I'm saying? There's so specifics in it. You got to find it. Oh, man. That's those are the moments that hit different because you know that they did it to be a little petitious. You know what I'm saying? Or like, hey, and yeah, I'm going to be a little too. Where it's like, you don't... One thing that I love about One Piece, and I know that we're like getting towards the end of this episode and stuff like that. We're wrapping things up soon and stuff like that. And I know that we're on a tangent. a an, Yet another One Piece tangent. But one of the things I Been love about One Piece, right, is that something that doesn't hit as hard in the moment will come back later in one piece and have relevance and will hit harder 
when you realize, oh shit, this was like very important. Like yeah, no, one hundred. Um, Mary. Think about me. People said they cried watching Mary. I never cried. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I love it. It was very sad. I never cried. I've seen more people said they cried to Mary than they probably cried at funerals. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just being real. Like people cried when Mary oh, got, I cried like, Mary. broke apart. I cried to Mary. You cried, sure. bro, yeah, bro. Yeah. That is. I I was grown men I'm been gonna, crying. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was ugly crying. Like snot grown men been crying at Mary for decades now. I can actually say that for decades and decades to come, <laughs> they'll be crying at Mary. Like I would not feel good talking about one piece of emotion if we didn't talk about Mary. They're gonna cry about it forever. And I understand why. I just, you know, I, maybe my tear ducts just wasn't hitting there, but I definitely was in a, a sad mo- Like, you ain't happy after that. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, sad. <laughs> specifically with this episode, I specifically stayed away from One Piece just because it's so easy to choose moments from it. Yeah. And I was yeah, going to stay away from Black Clover, but that moment that I mentioned was just so important to me and but my anime watching and stuff like that. It was, man. Black Clover was a whole staple for my life. Like, I had Anime Tuesdays with my homie for years. Literal years. Every Tuesday, i pick him up. we come over. we do our thing. Watch, watch Black, the new episode of Black Clover. That strengthened our friendship. Because me and him been through some stuff. Like, we, we probably shouldn't be friends because we've had some bad situations. But that literally kept our friendship strong. So like I look back and like that's that's another reason why I love I love Black Clover because it was just that strong of a show. I know it I'm not the only person with a story like that. Like every Tuesday somebody was linking up with someone to watch Black Clover. Discord, in person, over the phone, anyway. Talk about it like, oh man. So that that's that's why emotion this this episode was really based on emotion. And I think just the reason why Black Clover comes in is because it's an emotional show. It's one of those shows where, like, and I mean, and not just bad and sad emotions. Like, Asta's always yelling. He's always excited. He's always ready. He's ready to fight. He's just so, like, Goku even be ready to fight, but Asta be ready to fight. Like, that's the difference. Like, Goku be like, all right, let's yeah. stretch a little bit first. Asta's not stretching. Which, 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 he's already, he probably already swung at you, but not like maliciously, but just swung at you because he was ready to fight. Also, like, and that's what I mean by emotion. Also, I, 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 first off, I 100% agree with you. But mm-hmm. then, secondly, I hate to go back to One Piece again, right? No, but, bring, bring back. But, but, but Zoro promising Luffy that he'll never lose another fight again. That was like a man. Thing. That was such a, a man. Like I could see why someone would be sad from that. No, no, or, no. Or I wasn't sad. sad. I wasn't sad. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't sad. But it was like that's like a that handshake. Yeah, that was like a handshake moment. Like I guess I'd be trying to put an emotion to each thing. That's been the thing I've been trying yeah, to like yeah. do with this. And that's like a handshake moment. Like you can't. There's no money on this. This is priceless. This is our bond. Like. Only thing I can do is shake your hand and look you in the eye and say that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what he did. He didn't look him in the eye, but you figuratively looked him in the eye and said, I'm not losing. I'm not losing until we get there. That's why there was the whole theory that people were going to die, like the crew could die, because like he said he promised them until, until we reach this level, not doing that. So... It's that deep. It's I guess I'm saying it was that deep that people were like, these guys are gonna die. 
Yep. <laughs> Just because of that one sentence, they were like, yep, they're all dead. But, but. <laughs> Oh. Just so we can wrap this up, I did have two honorable mentions, right? Uh, right. Haikyuu season three, Josh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yes, it's only a ten episode season, but I'll be damned if it didn't have like twenty different moments in it that that stuck out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then eighty six, just l- literally just all of eighty six, like there's more powerful moments in 86 that are than there are episodes to me and mm. yeah like 86 is no. just such a fucking amazing show i won't finish it without you how about that that's fair i won't finish it without that's you fair. i actually haven't watched yet i really i've stuck to it but i'm getting to a point where i'm like i kind of want to get back on that train so i was going to talk to you I'm, after the episode you know what I'm saying? I might get back on that train, but you know what I'm saying? I we won't can, finish it without We can you. talk after we finish it. I can already feel the emotions. Yeah, I already feel the emotions. Yep. So, yeah. We can talk after we finish recording. Yeah. Josh, do you have any other honorable mentions other than uh, uh, I Want to Live? Yeah, three for the first time was pretty cool. True. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, War Mustang getting revenge for Maze's death against uh, Envy. I've also seen different. the scene where it's like repeated, repeated. like fire bursts or whatever. That, that, that shit's top tier. It is. Um, I, I don't know the contents behind it, but that shit was fire. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Naruto telling Sakura he hates people who lie to themselves after that bitch gave a fake confession. And I've, seen that. I've seen that scene. Damn, yeah, I ain't seen nothing from Naruto. <laughs> we had a that would have been a whole... If I did Naruto, we would have had a whole talk. Yeah, you... Boy, I'm gonna shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I can name hundreds, but that's not what this episode is about. God damn soccer. Oh my god, you just brought back emotion. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, that's, that's it. He's mm. so saying loyal. You know what? That's a good segue into the mental health. Tell tell these Is young it? men something. Hold on. Tell these I don't young feel men like that's something. a good mental health. Tell these young transition. men something. Josh. I don't think. Tell these young men something. <sighs> you can make me do red pill. That is not a good transition. Oh. Holy shit! That was not a good transition. Yeah. Anyways, Josh. Tried to play with that man's mental health. She tried to trick him. Right. Now, to all the men and women and and non-binary individuals who listen to this podcast, uh, regardless of who your significant other is, your your partner of choice, if they ain't shit, leave them alone. Drop them. Get out of the way. Do what you got to do to be a better you. Um, as always, mental health and mental wealth, love yourself, treat yourself, appreciate yourself. Uh, talk to somebody if you need help. There's hotlines, there's therapists, there's, there's Reddit threads with like, am I the asshole? I, I, I had a deep dive in one of those the other night. It was very interesting. Uh, there's plenty of shit for you to get an outlet for somebody to talk to you. Not everybody's an asshole. You'll probably get all the answer more often than not. Um, honestly, find, find your inner vibe. Just what, whatever makes you happy. Try and protect it to the best of your ability. Uh, 
uh, don't let anybody disturb your peace because it's all you got in this world at the end of the day. Cause if you're not mentally sound, then how are you going to you know, do anything else in life? So, uh, take care of yourself. For real, for real. Whatever that includes, whether that's cutting people off, uh, going on retreats or vacations, uh, whether that's drinking with moderation, smoking with moderation, working oh. out, playing video games, watching anime. Um, yeah, as uh, long as it doesn't inhibit you in real life, yeah, don't get don't get fired from your job doing no dumb shit or nothing like that. Um, also, the uh, relationships that you do have in your life that are good, invest into those. Yeah, that's true. For, for for every toxic relationship that you get into, whether it's um, couples or friendships or anything like that, right? There will always be a uh, a positive relationship that you have not necessarily gained from that experience, but you'll get at some point for every, I'm, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in for every action, there's a reaction. And so for everything that you go to go through, there will be something good that comes out of it. And so when you find that positive relationship that you've been looking for, whether it's a friendship or an actual relationship, uh, invest into that and don't let it go. Cause those are valuable and they're also rare. Very. That's all I have. You're really talking through. No, that's real. That was that was actually a good little. You know what I'm saying? Add on to it. I'm not hating it for it. Well, as always, for more inspirational quotes and you know daily affirmation, you can follow my homie Josh at my underscore own profit for all your day other daily affirmations. You can follow my man Seth. At C3 Smooth on all platforms. And for, you know, some lighthearted bullshit, you can follow me at WhatAboutZo underscore WhatAboutZo at Twitter. Um, make sure you also follow us on TikTok. My boy Seth got another TikTok up there. Pretty funny. Not even going to lie. That was actually pretty funny. I, 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 at first I was like, and then it's like, it's like a punchline. And then it's just... <laughs> So y'all go check that out. Show some love to it. Share it. Um, put it on your socials. I appreciate it. Can brighten up someone day. Make them laugh a little bit. Um, please, as always, if you got any ideas, collaborations, want to try something, be something, you know what I'm saying, want us to come out to your next little con event that you're setting up, um, at Otaku Collective PC at gmail.com. I guess I said at. We got social so much. Um, at gmail.com please check us out there um, glad to hit you back you can always hit us in the DMs as well none of us are scared just ready to you know get this off the ground get our feet a little wet see what we can do from there so like as always Seth says share it with your friends share it with your people hop into the discord we got that pinned on the twitter at Otaku Collect Pod hop in there you never know what you'll see FBI always just watching some random shit. So you might actually watch some of the shows you hear us talk about with him and get the first-hand opinion, first-hand experience. Oh, you yeah. might hear oh, Seth yeah. if, anybody, if anybody wants to join the Discord and join, like, like I literally watch anime in the Discord. Like, I was watching Mashal. Like, I wasn't streaming it. But I was watching Mashal just chilling in here before y'all joined, before 
we were uh, recording tonight. I was watching Master World eating. And so literally, if anybody joins the Discord and they just see me in here, like, feel free to join. I'll gladly stream any anime that I'm watching. Should I take us out? Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Otaku Collective Podcast. We will see y'all next week for another episode. Peace out, you bunch of otakus.